Welcome to Coffee and Tequila, guys, where you get a morning show on Monday and a late show on Friday. And guess what? Welcome to the late show today. Yay. Yeah. My name is Zach. And I'm Alistair. Yeah. And <laughs> that was good. And, and, and you were listening to? And you were listening to XOL Radio. <laughs> uh, as, always, this, <laughs> as always, this episode is kindly being sponsored by Helix Sleep, and we'll let you know a little bit more about them a little bit later on. But first, yeah, what are we drinking tonight, Alistair? So tonight is our first tequila episode this yeah. season, so I decided to break out your favorite, I don't even know if you know it's your favorite, but this is your favorite tequila brand. Is it? How do you know? How do I know it's my favorite? Because it, I've had it? you taste this one before, and it's the one that you said, you pointed out that you said that you like the most. You see. No, just little sippers. We're going to do little sippers for yes. every late show, so we hope you guys are sipping something, too, if you're of age. Uh, e- either sipping, or maybe we'll have some mixology at some point. I don't know you how know. I feel about this. I thought we were going to mix something today, something a little bit fruity. I, he I texted me earlier asking, I asked him for note cards earlier, and he texted me back and said, uh, markers, question mark, and I thought he said makers, so I was like, I'm not mixing tequila with makers, Mark. No, Alistair. I said, so I texted him. <laughs> he said, give me something fruity. Something fruity. And so I put the... The uh, the sniff and smell markers in my basket, <laughs> and then he clarified that he 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 wanted a mixer, and so I actually got him like a what did I get you? Uh, Something I, pink. No, no, I I got you Cosmo. Uh, a, I love a Cosmo Cosmos. Thing. I do love Cosmos. I never had a Cosmo until I just showed Alistair Sex in the City um, when we had COVID this this last time we had COVID just a couple months ago. Um, and oh my gosh, baby, that's a lot. That's a, just an entire sipper. Tell me, is that the smooth one you like? That is pretty smooth, yeah. Ooh. Check you yeah. Like yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to cheers? How do you do it? Yeah. Arriba. Arriba. Abajo. Arrojo. Al centro. Al centro. Yeah, centro. But don't. It's a sipper. Don't take it. It is very smooth. That's very nice. I like it. Are you sure? Oh, I do. Th- I do. It's not. It it's has not kind like, of a. I think if I took it as a shot, it would sweet taste. Yeah, there's a sweeter taste to it, Um, but I'm liking it so far. Okay. Okay. So far, this is our first tequila we're tasting. Yeah, first one for first one for the late show. Uh, Remember, it's actually pretty rare to find it. Don Julio 70, so they did it for the the 70th anniversary of Don Julio. All right, baby. Now I know you send me TikToks up the wazoo, and I don't always answer them, but you sent me one. When did you send that to me? I don't know. He sent me one. I, I don't know which one you're talking about. Recently, honestly. by a bear comedian. Oh, I thought it was hilarious. Yes, it is very funny. So we're gonna watch it on on camera. We're gonna show it to it. you guys because it's worth it's worth the watch. And press. Um, my husband also owns a lot of guns. He has more guns than he has hands, and I've never understood that. You only have two hands. Why would you have more than two guns, right? And you're thinking, oh well, you'll hold one of the guns. I'm not allowed to hold the guns. <laughs> we went to the shooting gallery recently. Um, I mean the shooting range. It's called the shooting range. I was there, the gun range. And I kept calling to the shooting gallery and he was like, they're gonna know we're gay if you keep saying that. And I was like, what's the problem with that? I'm out and proud. And he's like, they all have guns. I was like, I'll behave, I'll behave. I'll behave. Activate straight mode. Um, but then we went to shoot the gun and I, and I was holding the gun and I went to do a Charlie's Angel. And he's like, no, don't do that, right? You know, I was like, Damn. Like immediately, he was like, oh. <laughs> hello, Charlie, or whatever. <laughs> I'm Drew Barrymore. Okay, but um, <laughs> but he's like, Shh, don't do that. And I was like, okay. And so I went, I, when I shot the gun, I went, ah. Oh. I went, ah. Oh. Because I was surprised. I went, ah. Oh. And he said, 
that during if we if I went ah during the apocalypse when I shot a gun, I would give up our position. And I'm like, I'm versatile. Everybody knows that. What's the big deal? A lot of people in the comments so of the street audience didn't get the the position. The versatile one. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. It was a good one. I liked it. Oh. You scroll down one. <laughs> Me just bored scrolling through TikTok. Madonna. Just, <laughs> just say it, it have just you seen ran, Madonna's it's been like randomly TikToks? popping up for everybody. It's crazy. Have you actually seen Madonna's TikToks? Her actual no, TikToks, I have. not I've people s- just I, making I've fun. I've sent though. you her actual TikToks. Have you? Oh, I didn't scroll yes. that far up. Oh, uh, apparently you don't check all the TikToks. But no, it was because uh, it freaked me out one night. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "This is a weird." Zach needs to see. She has a new. Um, <laughs> she's a, she gets very close to the camera on TikToks and uses all the filters <laughs> that she can. Uh, <laughs> Uh, she's like promoting her Frozen remix uh, of her song Frozen. It's like a TikTok remix, and so she's been promoting that, and that's that's all that her TikToks are. It's just all those promos for it. Oh, I mean, they're odd promos. So they're giving me, and I, and I say this with all the heart. Um, share on Twitter. Share on Twitter? No, yes. not at all. Share doesn't even care that she's not like hip with the kids. And I don't think she's you trying think to be. Cares? I think. I think. Oh yes, Madonna absolutely is is trying to tap into this this Gen Z generation. Absolutely. I wonder if there's there. She's using filters because I'm curious. She's using filters. Of course, she's using filters. She's you think using so? filters. I've seen. I've been seeing a lot of um, commentary about her looks, though, about her her. Uh, that her face is like looks botoxed and fillered out, and I mean probably, but also that's how our face is going to look when we're oh our absolutely. Age. You think my we're face gonna be is like gonna age, mm-hmm. baby? Like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we'll be talking to our grandkids like this. It's a new sort of coffee and tequila. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we'll do. We'll stop coffee and tequila going by. <laughs> you guys, welcome to coffee and tequila, where you get a morning show on Mondays and a late show. But right? it's like on VR or something, like virtual reality. So they're like sitting here at the tip with us and they see us. That's how it's going to be, I feel like. No. Madonna, like, has always, she started out her career, like, super on top of the trends, and she was, like, setting the trends, right? Or she didn't even come up with the trends. I mean, she still is. People are doing it as if it's a trend. The Frozen TikTok remix has been going places, let me say that. And people have been doing it. She created something for it. Yeah, it's been good. She she said, y'all might think it's ridiculous, but everybody's copying me. She said, relevancy, bitch, relevancy. Her Instagram is super entertaining. I love her Instagram. And she's absolutely not uploading any of this stuff. It's it's people doing it for Everybody her. But her Instagram is like super aesthetic too, and I'm actually a little jealous. Um, but then she's like, you know, like cringe. I'm jealous of anybody she's who keeps up with Instagram. By the way, a little bit of cringe because she's she'll she's she's always posting her ass and shit. Uh, but <laughs> you know what? Speaking of this TikTok that she just did, her daughter commented on it and said, "When you off the perks, like." <laughs> No. <laughs> Lord, this is fucking savage, man. Uh, Madonna's new thing is she loves to say fire. She's like, that's fire. Or she'll, that's, that's fire emoji. Fire. Yeah. So she's trying to keep up with the, with the kids. but Keeping up with the Kardashians, more like. that. Their, their new show is premiering April 14th. Okay, we're not. If they're, if they're not giving us Queen 2, promote that. We're I, not I thought that. this was a Kardashian episode. Nope, nope, nope. Love a Madonna, though. Um, Next up, Moonlight. 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 
This is the next installment in the Twilight Saga. Yeah. Um, we just found out Twilight has now moved to the MCU. Twilight Moon Nut. With uh, Oscar Isaac. <laughs> Let me tell you, I love an Oscar Isaac and I love an Egyptian history. And I didn't know what Moon Knight was at first. And then I heard that Oscar Isaac was in it and I knew yeah, I had to see it. I, I don't know why you're lying to our audience right now. Milana Bell. Uh, because let's be honest. I was like, I'm so excited to watch Moon Knight. And you're like, I already went through Falcon Winter Soldier and Loki. I don't think I can do it again. I'm just going to scroll through my phone while you're watching it. I said, okay. I turned it on. And he's like, oh, well, Oscar Isaac's in this. I said, yes. And then he's like, oh, this is, this is about Egyptian gods? I was like, yes. And then suddenly you were hooked. Loved it. Loved it. I, sh- I, ta- I showed you Moon Knight. I showed you Moon no, Knight. Mm-mm. Yeah. That was a me show. I, I just, I have done a lot of shitting on the Marvel Universe, the cinematic universe, but I have to say this new era of Marvel, this new phase, as they call it, um, like Falcon and Winter phase. Soldier is very old Marvel. It's very old school Marvel, bro, bro, smash building, um, you know, and, and like Captain America, Iron Man. Um, well, but like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I think was kind of like, you know, catering to that because there's still a lot of people it's like, who it was like, like a that transition part of it. Show yeah. is what it felt like. It felt like a transition show, but like the for the most part, we're getting a lot of mysticism and like magic. Fucking Scarlet Witch, we're getting Egyptian gods. I'm here for the new um, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Really? I'm all about it. The, I like. The, I love me. Love me some magic and powers. Well, we watched the first episode and we loved it. Let yeah. me tell you, we were so psyched for the second episode. Uh, we've got to the second episode. I think it was still good, but I saw you sleeping. <laughs> I tried to put Brando in the middle of us, in the middle of our legs, so that his head would cover me if I fell asleep. Because I was tired, baby. I was so tired. My eyes were going. I couldn't do it. I, couldn't I, I, I saw you, and I was like, I'm not going to rewind it. <laughs> I am not going to rewind it. He's going to be so lost, and I'm not going to answer any question he asks I never me. fall asleep during these things, though. So, like, I was just very tired. I did wake up um, in time during episode two to see Oscar Isaac laying naked at the end of the episode. He, he was, was clad in underwear. It's good. It's good. He's got a he's got a naked scene in a recent film with Jessica Chastain or a recent show. Yeah, you see, really, you see his balls, you see a little bit of peen. Wow. Yeah, it's dark. Uh, I apologize for everybody listening to this. I did not mean for him to get graphic. I'm and, sorry. Um, yeah. Yes. He also like is now aware that everybody on the social media is calling him daddy, and he his, his quote is, "I guess that's Vaughn," or something similar to that. Wait, wait. yeah, Daddy Moon Knight. Daddy Moon Knight. Everybody's waiting for, for him to... Mm. What's his name? Steven and Mark? No, I don't like that. Mm. Those are... Mm. Mm. I don't know. It's like, just because you spell Mark with a C doesn't mean that you're like... <laughs> right, you know? I'm into it, though. More, more naked Oscar Isaac. And I, I really do like Moon Knight. I'm actually, like, super into it. I love the story. I didn't think... I didn't know what I thought it was going to be. I just thought it was going to be your standard Marvel fair. And I got super into that first episode, especially when I was seeing the pyramids and, and the references to, like... Egyptian, uh, yeah. Egyptian history, mythology, and all I that stuff. I love history. I will say, there's one thing about me is I ain't the smartest, but I do love history. I think I love history so much because it feels like celebrity gossip, and you know, I love celebrity gossip, which it kind of is, but it's like, yeah, from like a, 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 a definitely a, it's like celebrity gossip that'll help me pass school. You know, yes. Let me tell you, okay, if we're talking about history, just one little tidbit. When I lived in Mexico, most of my history back was... Back up just a tiny bit. Just a little bit. Uh, most of the history I learned was either um, Mexican history, you know, um, 
you know, we'd learn about Olmecs, Aztecs, Mayans, stuff like that. Um, and of course the conquistadors and all that stuff and European history. When I moved to the U.S., I just learned U.S. history. And let Ooh. me tell you, the U.S. has the most boring history it in the world. It is very boring. U.S. history is oh like my extremely gosh. boring. I've never been into U.S. history. And you know, they only get you up until a certain point. I've only ever gotten up until maybe the Industrial Revolution. And then well, yeah, the next it, year you have to start all over. <laughs> it's like, how many times am I going to learn about it? No, but it, 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 it's, it's, it's so boring. Really, the best way, I think, to learn American history is just to watch drunk history. They... Well, I mean, we're living in an age right now where you can learn history from so many different ways. Well, you know, also, so many yeah, like avenues to learn history I, I, in so many fun ways. Maybe some of the reasons why history is so boring is because it's been so washed. It's been so te- uh, whitewashed and te- like textbookized. Yeah, yeah. L- l- let's bring the sultry let's bring stuff, the fun back into. Yeah, okay? l- let's talk about. Let's bring the many, controversy into many, our history books. How many um, freaking soldiers Cleopatra was getting down with? Let's talk about that. How about that? Yes. Bring How many American soldiers Cleopatra was getting down with? American soldiers. We're talking about American history. An American soldier. An American. American. Beside my brothers and my sisters. Coming up, we're going to be talking about the romance and adventure genre. We're going to be talking everything from the newly released Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum movie, The Lost City, to Romancing the Stone, The The Mummy. Mummy. Rachel Weiss and Brendan Fraser. Oh, amazing. Amazing. So, now you're going to have to pick those up. <laughs> I do have to <laughs> during the break. <laughs> <laughs> now a word from our sponsor. Helix is a premium mattress and a box company that makes beds to fit your unique sleep style. We have been working with Helix Sleep for like almost two years now. We have had, we started out with a queen size Helix mattress, the Midnight Lux mattress, and now we've moved on to the king size Helix Midnight Lux mattress and... Someone say that we've had a pretty long relationship, and oh most goodness. of that time has been spent in bed. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, all of the bedtime <laughs> activities, so many bedtime activities. I love her. He looks like sleep. I know it's, it's, it's your your favorite sleeping companion. I am a notoriously really bad sleeper, and Helix. Anytime I lay my butt, <laughs> anytime I lay my butt down on this mattress. Uh, it's Falls like it's, it's it's almost instant. I just have to lay there for a few seconds, maybe a minute, and, and I start dozing. It's what I look forward to each night and every morning. So comfortable. <laughs> he licks sleep, which is actually kind of perfect for our show, too, because we do the, the morning show yeah. and the late show. We'll have to do like an that. episode from the mattress one day, live Ooh, from, live from live the, from from the, the mattress. Tarkov and Tequila mattress. I like that. I like that. <laughs> everybody is different, and everybody has their own unique needs, and so they've made a sleep quiz that'll match you with your perfect mattress based on your needs. I am an all-over sleeper. Alistair is more of a side sleeper. He likes a firm mattress. I like, uh, you know, more medium. We took the quiz together, and we got the Midnight Mattress. And one of the best parts about Helix is that they deliver the mattress right to your door for free. It comes rolled up in a box and is super easy to set up yourself. And if it makes you nervous to buy something online that you haven't tried, Helix has a 100-night sleep trial, so you get more than three months to make sure that you absolutely love it. And if you don't, They'll pick it up for you and you'll get a full refund. So if you or anybody you know is in the market for a new mattress and you think Helix Sleep might be right for you, you can go to helixsleep.com slash tequila. We've got a new one. I know, that's crazy. Helixsleep.com slash tequila. And you can get up to $200 off of your mattress and... Two free pillows. <laughs> two free pillows. <laughs> I, I saw you said go do it. Like, two free, <laughs> really, really nice pillows. We saw The Lost City with Sandra Bullock and Shannon Tatum. 
And let me tell you, we had such a good time. Mm. And then... We saw it twice, man. And it, it did so well. I think it really proves that Sandra Bullock is such... And Channing Tatum are like movie star quality. It did $30 million oh, now, oh, first they, week, <laughs> and they're like at $65 million right now. That's pretty good. This newcomer, Sandra Bullock, I think she's going to go places. I think she's mm-hmm. going to do something with the movies. Sandra Bullock's a really good... like. She has a really good... Wide, she's like a wide range actress. She can do a lot of different uh, different genres, but I think she really does shine in in um, oh in romantic yeah, rom- comedies. Rom coms yeah. are, are 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 definitely like her her bread and butter. And I wasn't super. And she's ex- been producing her her own movies since Miss Congeniality. Did she produced this one. Yep. Yep. Okay. She she spearheaded this one. There you go. There you go. Well, I, and I wasn't super excited to watch this one either because I'm not like I I'm not a rom com fan. I do love a romantic genre. genre. Genre? Uh, what are words? Uh, what uh, romantic drama? I do love a romantic. Uh, he drama. loves romance as long as there's death. If everybody dies at the end, I feel like that's a, that's a movie I'm interested in going to see. But you know, I feel like rom coms all play out the same all the time, and you know, this felt like I don't know. They all feel the same, and I did like the proposal that Sandra Bullock was also in with Ryan Reynolds, but for the most part, they all play off exactly the well, same. I, I, I think so far, so far she does a good good job about like taking ideas and like twisting it in a way that like really fits with her and what they're doing. Like if the proposal was a really good idea. We're So we're trying to make friends now. So we had a couple of friends. New place, new us. We're going to be social, baby. And, we're going to yeah. be good and social and everybody's going to love us. We're going to have so many friends. Hopefully. I didn't think that they were going to love us. So we watched it the second time, and I think Zachary bullied them into watching it with know. us. I probably did. I think I actually did. I think we, I think you wanted them to watch X. I, I don't, don't think, think that you they... wanted them to watch The, lo- the, uh, the Lost we, we went out with a couple, uh, a new couple that we just met, and um, we were talking about the Alamo Draft House because it's like super close to where we're living right now. And they said that they'd never been to the Alamo Draft House, and they'd been here like a month longer than we had. And so I was like, we have to go to the Alamo Draft House. We drank a little bit, so we're getting a little toasty. Um, and we said... Well, you know, Selena's going to be back in theater, so let's all get Selena tickets. And so I was like, here, he open your phone. We'll get Selena tickets. And we all got, we all got Selena tickets right next to each other. But I was like, mm, but that's a couple weeks away. You know what? You should go to the Elmo Draft House tomorrow. You should go tomorrow. Um, and they were like, yeah, maybe we will. And I'm like, great. Fantastic. You're like, we're getting tickets now. Open your phones again. Okay. Let's <laughs> buy more tickets. Uh, I said, do you guys want to go see X or The Lost City? And I was really hoping we were going to go see X because she said she liked horror movies. But she said, I don't know if he'll like a horror movie. So we went to see The Lost City. Uh, and it turned out to be a really good choice. It was a great experience. Yeah. The I, second time was even better. Zach and I, I will admit, we were not looking forward to seeing it for a second time because we didn't think we were going to like it. And then we went in there, and I enjoyed the second viewing so much more than I enjoyed the first. And I think it was it was because there's more people, yeah. and I love watching movies with more people, and I think it really worked. And then I think the, the jokes hit so much harder the second time. Well, it's because of so many people. I think when you get everybody laughing, although there was a couple moments that they didn't laugh at, you know? Yeah. And you're like, well, why? Yeah. But for the most part, like the heels, I laughed at that so much. Yeah, that was a good well, one. And, and, and then it, like, I got, it's not a super deep movie, but I definitely got a little bit more depth the second time around. I don't know about that. I don't know if I'd say that. We definitely got a little deeper into Channing Tatum's ass, but I was okay with that. You know, it was they, good. It was good. Oh, up on the that full was a, screen. A full steady shot. shot. That was a steady uh, shot. Let me we tell you. were all Do you think the, that was his butt? Oh, yeah. It had to have been. It had to have been. There were leeches all over it. But you know what? That's okay. That's okay. It's still still that perfectly plump ass. Jamba juice? It's Jamba juice ass. <laughs> Jamba juice ass. It was a good ass. He had a really nice ass. I was trying not to. So I was sitting next to the, the girl that we were with and her husband was on the other side of her and I was trying not to like 
looked her direction when the ass shot came out because I just wanted it to be like focused. I didn't want her to be like in her head. Oh, the gays brought us to see this movie. I understand why now. Yes. They really wanted us to come to the Alamo Draft I, what, You know, I think every single person yeah. in that theater enjoyed the view. We left, and they really liked it. They really liked the movie. They were super excited she, about Alamo I, Draft I, House. Yes, and, they turned to us and were like, oh, my gosh, I had yeah. so much fun. Uh, they haven't contacted us since, though. So. <laughs> 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 but the Lost City did, like, kind of set us out on, like, we're on an ad- a romance adventure kick now. So, like, that's all we're watching, um, or that's all we've been watching. And- we, we, we got really into it, and then I, I did, like... A little bit of research. So uh, the African Queen was technically... African Queen 1951 was technically the first romance action film uh, that people accept as part of the genre with... um, Gosh. uh, With Humphrey Bogart. This was the first one. Catherine Hepburn. Catherine Hepburn and Humphrey Bogart. And he actually won an Oscar for this one. Did he really? Yes. Uh And it takes place like in World War One, and they're like uh, fighting Nazis and stuff like that in Africa. And we haven't watched it, though I want to watch it at some point. Yeah, we'll have to watch it at some point. I feel like we should. And also, like, I haven't fact checked this, so like, if I'm sorry if any of the information's wrong. Sometimes no, Alice will get facts in his head no, no, and won't no, actually no, double check no, no, them. No, 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 no. So this is correct. Like everything I've been saying I is correct. You. I fully believe you. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, I, I I just you know what he can't reprimand me on on stage like that anymore. You know what? Fuck that. Fuck that. No, I'm not going to be truth. reprimanded on stage anymore. So uh, the, the the other one that a we watched was "Romancing a Stone," and I've heard that's the weirdest movie title. You get it when you watch it. Yeah. And let me tell you, Lost City. Sandra Bullock took "Romancing a Stone" and said, "I could do this." But better, and she did. Yeah, Romancing the Stone was. I enjoyed it. It felt like this. It felt did feel like the same movie. Although you know, Michael Douglas has never really done anything for me. It was Michael Douglas, and who else is in it? Who's the girl? Oh my gosh, I had the name. Mm. Anyway, Michael Douglas has not ever really done anything for me. Um, I can see how he would have been attractive at the time, and I definitely know that he's like supposed to be the heartthrob of the movie, but. I don't know. Channing Taylor. Kathleen Turner. But Kathleen Turner. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, 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 I think they did a good job. I, I felt the chemistry between them. But usually, you know, I, 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 in romantic comedies, I do want a man who I can swoon at a little bit. Oh, yeah. And he's just not somebody I would swoon at. Uh-huh. Um, and I think, like, Channing Tatum plays such a good himbo. Yeah. And the power in Romancing a Stone was with the man. And the power. You keep saying romancing a stone. Is it romancing the stone or a stone? It's the stone. Is it the stone? Yes. Okay. Romancing the stone was with confusing the hell uh, out of me, With Michael Douglas's character and the power in uh, Velocity was with Sandra Bullock's. And so, yeah, so we watched those two, and I do want to say real quick that I, I think the romance action genre is such a great genre oh, for couples, yeah. especially couples who like one like actions, one one likes romance and it kind of like comes together and i think other genres have kind of played with it a little bit where it's not completely that but they bring it into it like i think like yeah. indiana jones brings some romance into it to make it kind of a romance uh, action but not really and even like han solo and a uh, princess leia like that's 
that's kind of like an action romance, it you know, is. that's I mean, embedded it's... within this whole like space opera. And action adventure is something is a genre I'm super interested in. And then romance I'm super interested in as well. And you combine them and it's like, well, perfect. I'm not super into the rom-com element of these things. So like this, this Lost City movie had a lot more rom-com in it. Yeah. Not, you said I could do without Shannon Tatum's ass. It was funny. It was ass. really good. But like, no, I'm just, I need the ass. Less Brad Pitt, less Shannon Tatum. Just, we needed Brad Pitt's ass too. I think we needed both of them. Brad Pitt was really good in it, too. We had two heartthrobs in that movie. Um, I don't know. I think it's just a, such a great genre to combine. Yeah, yeah, to combine romance and action and adventure. And it, like, they mesh so well, especially and, if you can get a really good cast and really great chemistry. I think it, like, works. Because even even though I'm it not still works. And it big, still works in movies yeah, right now. Even though I'm not a big Michael Douglas fan, I did think her, him and her had a lot. They had a lot of chemistry, they did, especially they did. when they were in the bus scene together. You know who else has a lot of chemistries? We also watched both, all three Mummy movies. We almost yes. didn't watch the third one, and we were like, well, let's just do it. Let's finish the trilogy. No, you said let's just do it, and let's I was like... It. <laughs> it was worth the watch, whatever. It was worth the watch. Oh, yeah. um, but we watched it, yeah, so we watched all three Mummy movies, and I just forget every single time. I don't know how I ever forget it, but and I watched them like once a year. They're so good. Every single time. They're so good. They're such great movies. Uh, Rachel Weisz and Brandon Fraser. Just excellent chemistry. Fantastic chemistry. Excellent chemistry. I, I, I just, they make the movie for me, you know, and they are, so they, romance adventure genre had kind of like, kind of disappeared, not disappeared, but like, you know, fallen out of popularity for a little while. And then by 1999, uh, and the mummy came out, this, this genre, like, sprung back into popularity because of this movie this movie because Brendan Brazier and Richard Weiss had such great chemistry as Rick and Evie they it was it was it, it, it was ingenious because they were also taking yeah. a classically horror film mm. reframing it to be a very genre bending film i think like overall you can call it a romance and and, and a, a romance action movie however it's also like a horror movie i would say horror movie you know well, yeah um, and I, 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 I think it, it definitely brought a lot to the screen and a lot that people really loved. Yeah. It gives you every, it literally gives you everything that you need. It gives you a, a heartthrob. It gives you a beautiful woman. An who, action like, lady. Yeah. And like both movies, the mummy and the mummy returns, they're both like, you got to watch it back to back. You just have to, you know, um, Evie's character development from the first movie to the second movie is so amazing. And I love watching her as a strong, the strong woman in, in the second movie. And I love that I, they're married cause you don't see that often. Well, uh, you you don't see like their their, yeah. their story continue with them also being like having a kid, but also being like independent, you know, being themselves. Yeah, and it looks like you and it from, just not all be on, being on the kid. From the first to the second movie, it does feel like those characters are developed in the right way. It feels like they are they are who they would have been. Honestly, kind of a very millennial way. Yeah. Um, just in terms of like how how like we we treat stuff nowadays. Yeah. But and the mummy was a big movie. It made like it made uh. How much did that movie make? It made what, was it three hundred? I don't know. It was million? like four. It was over four hundred million dollars. Yeah, so it was very. Each, each one successful. made around that one. And the second one made a little bit. I think I don't know. I don't know if the second one made more or less. But it was on par. I, I it was on par, yeah. and then the critically it the was third as, one as there, and then the third one was so the, what did did make at least four hundred million? Did it? You did the the third one, okay. Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. You're gonna call me liars. I'm gonna look it's it up right now. It's in two thousand eight. I know that. So it was like a good deal of time between. The the 
second one and the third one. But the third one, like, they completely, like, missed the mark here because... 403.4 million. Holy crap. Slightly over. I mean, people were wanting this then, obviously. This was, like, something that people wanted. What was the budget? Look at the budget. Um, People were obviously... They had the biggest budget for the third movie. I know that. Let me look at it. We watched it, and it looked expensive. It looked like a very expensive movie, and it looked, like, amazing. Whoever did the cinematography work did a really, really great job. But what we were missing was... You mean the CGI? No. Cinematography, baby. I mean CGI. Mm. I mean CGI. What we were... <laughs> what we 145 were, million. 145? Okay. W- which was around 40 to, uh, 30 to 40 million more than the last one. But they replaced Rachel Weisz with Maria Bello. So I've heard different stories throughout the years about why this was, why they decided to replace Rachel Weisz. And the, uh, the, the, the most accepted story here is that... Um, she was just doing back-to-back movies and had just had a baby and didn't really even read the script and she just didn't have the time for it. She couldn't put the energy and the time for she it. She didn't... Oh, yeah, she just said that she didn't read the script. I'm not yeah. sure if she... Other people put out stories saying yeah. that she like didn't like the script or that she just didn't want... She to. didn't like that that her character was aged up so much. Yeah. yeah. There was one... That, see, isn't, isn't it weird when a an actor or an actress doesn't play by Hollywood rules or they reject something and they get kind of trashed their reputation gets a little bit trashed and like they were starting to say that she was that sounds like she was putting vanity before this franchise and whether that's true or not i don't think it is because she has said that she didn't even read the script and that it was just she was doing back-to-back movies and it just had a baby and didn't have time or energy to do the movie and why didn't they push it well i i think that her saying that she doesn't like that they aged up her character so much i think that even if that was the 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 reason I think that's completely valid, yeah. especially for Hollywood back then, because once they age you up, especially as an actress, I think it's hard to be viewed in different ways. Well, okay, but and but, I think that's completely fair. That's would be you protecting your image, whatever. Um, <laughs> it was it would have been be honest. The time from the second one to the 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 third one didn't really allow for this kid to grow up into a fully formed adult. You know. Um, so I think the time jump was a little extreme. However, they could have done it. Plus, few he years. became American so fast. Oh my gosh, it's, it's, it's an American <laughs> accent. It kind of like goes in and out sometimes. And then we have Maria Bella doing this like British accent. Rachel Wise is British, so you know she, she yes. does the accent already. Um, and Maria Bella, I love her as an actress. I do love her, but she was not Evie, and it just I think that was I think everybody. And then she became that a that romance just, novelist. So that was so. her. Um, that was their homage to Rachel Weisz's Evie. Is that she saw herself? So Evie in this movie says that she is like a different person, and so she is this bored wife writing these these adventure romance novels. Yes, but she was and, an and Egyptologist. Who she's, well, who she's writing is Rachel Weisz's Evie, is what it was explained as. Which, um, which I think is a cool way to frame it. But yeah. I, I just know she was an Egyptologist, so it, was, it felt weird. And it, the, the whole thing felt weird. So I, I know she was actually signed on for Maria Bella was signed on for a fourth one. Yeah, that didn't happen. That was supposed to take place. Thank goodness. In Thank Mexico, goodness. Uh, Peru. Uh, w- w- with the Aztecs, and guess who the main villain would have been? Who? Antonio Banderas. Antonio um, Banderas. I would have. I mean, like we even remark, like Andrew or Jonathan heads sets off to uh, find a place where there's no mummies at the end of the third movie, and you know we get a little uh, on-screen text that says he found mummies in Peru. So that's a whole movie right there. We could have more movies, you know. And well, we, Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weisz, like they're older, but they can still do these roles. Like let's show that you know we can still have action adventure 
movies with the, with the older actors. Um, I think a lot of people are like putting bring them back. That's what I say. We're, we're going through a renaissance right now. We are. So Brendan Fraser is, is another. It was the star of the Mummy movies, basically, and so he and he was and he was in all three of them. He was in all three of them. Heart throb, man. Brendan Fraser, the Hollywood heart throb. I, I of can't the tell these in early two thousands. Whether he was better, I mean, not better, but whether. It, <laughs> His performance in The Mummy or his performance in Tarzan inspired my loins more. <laughs> which, one, which one got your tingles going? <laughs> I don't know. Like, obviously in George of the Jungle. George of the Jungle, by the way, baby. Um, oh, oh, that's not true. With facts, because with you literally facts. said the other day, The Mummy. What are you talking about? Which one I find it more attractive in? Oh, are you correcting what I said? You called it Tarzan. I said George of the Jungle. Oh, yeah. That's what I said. George of the Jungle. Uh, true. Um, I, I do find it much more attractive in The Mummy. I think the whole, like, he's very, very American in that one. He's very, like, early 20s American. And it, oh, problematic me. I love it. You know, gunslinger. He's got, he's got the American accent. He could have played Tarzan. He could have played Tarzan. But he didn't. Who was the one who played Tar- Tarzan? Uh, Alexander Skarsgård. He did well. That was though. a more recent one, though. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, Brendan Fraser was like a comedy and action adventure, just movie star, you know? Like, he, his star was rising. And these mummy movies did so much for him because he got to play into his comedy and the action adventure, hor- like, hero uh, role, like, flawlessly. And he did such a great job with it. He's really good at comedy in that movie. He's really good with his stunts. He's super likable too, you know? I think that's one of the better things about him is that he is so charming from movie to movie. Like he is just a charming dude. And he's able to like be, his character is able to be cocky and also like very likable at the same time. Yeah. Like he, let me tell you, it wouldn't happen nowadays, but in that first mummy movie, where he kissed Rachel Weisz without asking her permission or anything while he was in the jail cell. I don't know. I did something to me. I'm like, maybe do that to me. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. I'm sorry. Maybe she, do it to she me. was like angry, but no. Maybe why aren't you doing it to me? Come on. Are, are you? In did jail? you just hesitate to reach over and grab me and force a, a kiss onto me? Maybe he'll just do it later. That was so uncomfortable. So that was so uncomfortable. Where is our love? I need a Brendan Fraser in my life. No, you don't. <laughs> Uh, um, Brendan Fraser, though he's he's an actor that's been really kind of marred by Hollywood. He's had a, he's had a rough go of it. He was like really big, you know, movie star in the nineties and early two thousands, and then he kind of disappeared. Like he went away, and we just didn't see anything of him. He was very quiet. We didn't see any headlines from him. Really, we didn't see anything. That just was disappeared. Like, yeah, and usually you know why that somebody's having like problems with drugs or having problems with X, Y, and Z. You know, and then sometimes it's just like. And, you know, everybody kind of just wondered where he went. He did, like, a few movies. After the Mummy movies, he started to do more flops, you know. There was a lot of movies that kind of just flopped. He did a lot of movies, actually. He just kept working himself. And he did... I remember Journey to the Center of the Earth. Journey that was one Center of the Earth. last movies that I saw him in before. I don't. I don't even think I liked it. Did you not? It had, uh, I'm, um, I'm not sure Who if I was did. in that one? Josh Hutcherson? Josh Hutchinson? The I guy cannot from the tell Games you. And Zathura. Who was in it? Um, I, I, right now I'm looking at the movies that he was in right now. Um, I know Bedazzled was really good. I really love Bedazzled. I don't even know that. One. You haven't seen Bedazzled? Let me see that picture. Bedazzled. Oh, I have seen that one. That was 2000. Though. That was before he like yeah. when when it disappeared though. Um. Oh yeah, that that was before he disappeared, and then he 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 did a bunch of movies in 2008. Yeah. That I'm looking at, like at least three movies came out in 2008. 
And then there's like a huge gap until 2021. Yeah. And people like, I don't know. He just, he just kind of went MIA and then he like resurfaced a little bit towards the like end of the 2000s, like beginning of the 2010s, kind of like towards the middle of the 2010s. Um, and he, I mean, he, his appearance obviously changed cause he's getting older, but like he also, he did. So he did a GQ uh, interview for GQ magazine in, in 2018. And this one was like really illuminating because again, like we hadn't really heard about him. We haven't heard anything from him. So like, we didn't really know where he went, what would happen to him. And like, people were talking about his looks and that he looked different and he looked bigger and he didn't look like this, you know, Hollywood heartthrob that we remembered from like George of the jungle and the mummy. Um, and he basically said in this GQ article, like, yeah, I've been suffering from a lot of dep- depression. Like I've been like super depressed and I, 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 you know, I feel like I'm getting older and all of this stuff. There's a lot of, a lot of things that he revealed about it. So he, his, his comedy roles and action adventure roles actually led to a lot of like physical injuries that he had. And mm. so he, his like body, he said by the mum, by the time he did the mummy three, his body was pretty much being held, but held together by tape. Like he I get had it. to get a lot of soldier or uh, surgeries and, and you know, all of that, all of that stunt work and that physical, physical work that he did yeah. for his roles. Cause I mean, he was doing a lot of that stunt work himself. He, he had to, you know, it like really wore on his body. Well, not to mention one, you're getting older, right? Two, yeah. when you are in the spotlight, there, especially for like if you're a movie star, you have to look good, right? You yeah, ha- you have to be fit, and that takes a lot of upkeep yeah. to look the way he was looking back then. Yeah, like that takes a lot of up- upkeep, a lot of good dieting, a lot of exercise, a lot of like self control, and if he was out of the limelight for a while. Why would he have kept that up? I know, and you obviously, know? like I mean, we need to we need to really put in mental health here. When you, everybody knows that when you when you're struggling with your mental health, you might not like maybe keeping up appearances is not your number one priority, right? Like it just literally happens. Um, I've absolutely you know had a bunch of weight gain whenever I'm depressed and and, and really Me going too. through it. Yeah, uh, 1968. Okay, so what's 1999 minus 1968? 1968, 31. So he was 31 when he did The Mummy, you know? Like, he was, um, and, and, and up until then, he's, you know, also been physical up until then as well. And so he's... Well, I aspire to be a Brandon Fra- Frazier. Oh, I do too, baby. I do too. Let's get into it. Um, he, you know, I, I, I've done a lot of study on, on, on different pop stars and, like, you know, NSYNC, Britney Spears, like, all of these different types of people. And they all say the same thing is, like, their bodies are being worked so heavily day after day and the, the type of choreography they would do on tour night after night after night. Like, they, Lance Bass once said in an interview that he, his body was, their bodies were, like, were, like, you know, 50-year-olds by the time they would get done with tour, you know? It's because they would be working it so hard. And so I'm assuming that's what he was doing. He was working his body so hard, doing all this this physical you know, comedy and action adventure stuff. And, and not to connect it too much with the army, but I've seen so many soldiers that yeah. you, you're a fitness stud, early twenties, maybe even late, late twenties at 35, you have no knee cartilage because you, you've been jumping out of planes. You've been doing all this stuff. And, and suddenly you're like, your body is not able to keep up with what you went, you know, you put it through, Yeah. you know? Um, and whenever you are, doing jobs that require like a lot, a lot of physical effort, a lot of physical exertion, and basically you sacrificing your body. You know, you might not feel it when you're in your twenties, but your late twenties, thirties, you're going to feel that and it's going to all come crashing down. Yeah. 
And so, also, like, I mean, another, take care of yourself. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And uh, we have a lot of conversations about taking care of ourselves. So we're, I mean, <laughs> we're I know because I know my body has, has taken a huge toll yeah. and it, it's difficult for me to like be able to perform how I want to perform. On stage every night. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But Brendan Fraser, I mean, he really fucking went through it. There was like a de- about a decade that of, of just like back to back to back hits, hits hits you know that i mean not like hit movies but like on his mental health and hit movies and hit movies um but like his mental health you know like hits to his mental health and so in, t- in 2003 he was at a luncheon and he was sexually assaulted by the halloween foreign press president um he says that the president like reached here i can actually i'll read it word for word just so I'm you not. said hollywood not halloween right hollywood foreign press president so hollywood foreign press association when left untreated the hfpa remember that joke no <laughs> <laughs> Amy Polar, baby. Come on, we just watched that. <laughs> um, trigger warning for sexual assault. Just um, No, so uh, according to Frazier, he said uh, about this sexual assault, his left hand reaches around, grabs my ass cheek, and one of his fingers touches me in the taint, and he starts moving it around. Uh, he said, I felt ill. I felt like a little kid. I felt like there was a ball in my throat. I thought I was going to cry. I felt like... Someone had thrown an invisible or invisible paint. Um, yeah, so I mean, getting sexually assaulted, like we we hear more about that for women than we do for for the men of Hollywood. But like you know, um, and, and I don't even think a lot of people took this as seriously as they as they probably should have. But just because he was a man, well, because pe- I'm I'm sorry, but a, a lot of people do laugh off. Uh, because there's there's men this, who've been sexually assaulted. There's this stigma that men can't be sexually assaulted or men can't be raped. You That's know? completely yeah. not true. It's absolutely not true. Um, like, not to relate it back to the army, but I'm I'm doing it again. But in the army, um, sexual assault against men is higher than a sexual assault against women. Is it? Yes, but that's because we have more men than we have women. Yeah. The rate of sexual assault against women is higher. But because we have more men, then that means that we have more sexual assault against huh. men. Um, and, and that's something that men sometimes often don't recognize that they can talk about. And sometimes yeah. they, they don't recognize that they're, that's happening to them and that that's uncomfortable because they're like, oh, I'm a man. That's, this can't be happening to me. Yeah. You know, and it's something that you only recognize in retrospect. And again, like relating to that, he, this is a GQ article from 2018. That is, that assault happened in 2003. So he went from 2003 to 2018 without saying anything about it. Right. And the uh, Hollywood foreign press president actually did release a statement and said that that just wasn't true. Basically he said, sorry for, sorry that you feel like something happened. I didn't mean it that way or something like that. I don't know. Basically denying that he did any wrongdoing. So, I mean, like he suffered in silence for such a long time and he suffered in silence for, with a lot of things. Like he also got divorced in 2009. Right. Um, and that took a huge hit on him as well. His, his uh, child was autistic. Um, so I know that probably weighed on him a little bit. Um, and he was, there was a viral interview that went around in about 2016 cause he hit starting to come to what did you call it? The Brendan Renaissance? The Renaissance. The Renaissance. <laughs> um, yeah, around around the start of that, he was doing a movie called The Affair, and he was doing a press tour for it, and he remarked that he had just not really done press tours for a long time. He'd been out of the press game for a really long time because he wasn't picking up projects like that, and he was doing, like, small bit TV work. Um, and he was doing an interview for The Affair, and 
he sounded really sad and really he was like really soft spoken almost in a whisper and he was like kind of almost crying and and that turned into a meme and people were like talking about it and like making jokes about it and stuff like that and he said in this gq article remember that's 2016 gq articles 2019 he said yeah my mom died a couple years or a couple days before that and i was just really sad and i got to this interview and it was a different format and i thought um wow, I am so old and I've been out of this for so long and I just don't know what I'm doing anymore. And so he was having this whole like... I'm surprised he was still on the circuit. Depressive fate. And I just feel like I, my heart is just with him so much, you know? He really like battled depression and like really suffered in silence with it for so long and didn't come out and tell people and like wasn't making it public until most more recently, you know? And it's just... I think that's a good lesson to learn is like, you know, you don't know what people are suffering with. You don't know how people are suffering in silence. So... Practice kindness. Practice kindness. Practice kindness, baby. I am glad to see him doing so much better now, though, and, like, getting the roles and getting the recognition he deserves. And everybody's, like, pretty supportive of him now. You know, everybody's really supportive of him and, like, really protective well, over him. And I think he, he – well, he even made a comment that uh, how protective everybody was over him. And I think he, like, he cried a little bit. He said he was actually really touching to him. So well, because we are going through a renaissance, yeah. and then you know he he's lent his voice to like the DC show, and then uh, Doom Patrol, right? Doom Patrol, yeah. um, he, and Matt, Matt Bomber did too. So uh, he's he he, which I I still need to finish, but uh, he's lent his voice to Doom Patrol, and he brings so much emotion to a character that his whose face doesn't change so much yeah. just with his voice i think he does a really good job of doing that and we are going through a renaissance right now and he has remarked that he would be open to a fourth uh mummy movie yeah and i want that do it they, bring it bring it, it. And, and, and and i just want to be frank I, i'm not saying that he needs to go in the gym and get ready for this uh, he doesn't I, have to get I, back I, I, into i'm you. saying that yeah. he he I just want Brandon Fraser, however he's comfortable being in the movie. And Rachel Weisz. And Rachel Weisz. Okay, I don't, yeah, I don't need him to go and get back in The Mummy, The Mummy Returns shape. I just yeah. don't need that. He, I mean, these actors are older. We, we're, like, so anti-age in this in this day. I mean, like, we've always been anti-age. It's, anti -age. Never, it's never well, been it, it, It's interesting because, uh, like, I think for, there's different pressures for men and women, especially in the action genre. There's uh, men, you know, you have Tom yeah. Cruise who still want to keep up with that level of, like, you know, fitness and, like, uh, it, it, how they are. And then you have women who've always been just, like, super aged up. You know, you have the Golden Girls, you know, that they... Aged up. It, they age them. Women you, in Hollywood are like tried. People try to keep them younger than no, than aged up. No, but they they try to be be younger so that they could get younger roles. But because they weren't getting roles at their age, but now you have like Charlize Theron. You have like um, all oh, these yeah. women I mean, like getting it's acceptable like, to be older now. Like we're yes. having we're having a moment of, for for, for women in action to be women older. In, women yeah. in film and television in general, we are having a moment where. Um, Older women and women who are getting older are are, are getting a lot of roles. Like it's yes. it's happening, and I think it's 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 we can see people age. We can see Brendan Fraser not look like he did in the Mummy and still be a fucking kick ass Rick O'Connell. You know, we can see Rachel Weisz who looked exactly the same, but like you know, she could also be like <laughs> a kick ass Evie. And and you know what we would come in with the Mummy is like the kid would be aged up now. He would like be an actual like adult. Yeah, so like, go is back. Is he British? Is he American? We uh, don't know. We'll figure it we out. We don't know. He might. Maybe him. he's Australian. It could be. But <laughs> I might. Um, but yeah, I mean that's something that we should definitely revisit. And so they should get on that. They should get on it. They had they had we went actually one of our one of 
not one of the first movies we saw together, but we did early in our relationship go see the new Broke Tom, Cruise mummy. <laughs> Tom Cruise mummy. <laughs> and um it just like it was like a little bit boring. Like I think I it think was okay. Bring back I liked the I liked them introducing the dark world. You know, that's what yes. I want to see. And so I well, wish it, they would bring which it. Which is interesting because they already had invisible uh, that's our dog. Um, they already had Invisible Man in the shoot at that point when they decided to stop the Dark World. Yeah, but Invisible Man did pretty well. Yeah, um, I think Invisible Man was so good. It yeah, was so good. It was Elizabeth really good. Moss was amazing in it, and I think that they could fit uh, Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weisz in it like really easily, and they could be really good in it. And like you know, they're freaking adventurers, man. Like where they have the chemistry already. They're just adventurers. They don't have to have the same mummy storyline every time. But like, go out and let them adventure. It doesn't yes. always even have to be a mummy. Let's have an action you know? ad- action adventure romance every time. A romance adventure film, you say? Yes. And where's our adventure film? Where's our romance adventure film? Maybe we need one. Yeah, cut uh. to us, you know, from a rope, like swinging from a rope. Uh, sharing a kiss before we take off flying through the jungle. All righty, we're going to be playing a game now to kind of close us out for this late show of coffee and tequila. We're going to do a head-to-head. So I promise you that we are not sponsored by the Blockbuster game. We are not, but we should uh, but be. Let me t- we should be. We should definitely be sponsored this by This is it. the house pointing me. Let me tell you. This is the... Gosh, the, if I lift it up, the cards are all going to go everywhere. The Blockbuster game. I don't even think they have the license to use Blockbuster because that Blockbuster literally doesn't exist anymore. Um, but but we give this to everyone. <laughs> every every housewarming we go to, every new family's place that we go to, we buy a head-to-head game. Yeah. And that's our gift to people. And they love it, let me tell you. I, I wonder, do or, they love or, or it or, we or make is them, it us? We make them love, love it, it so at least. <laughs> I know Sage likes it. Arden really likes it. It's just like it's a, if you're into movies, it's a game for movie lovers. Um, but we're only going to be doing the head-to-head round right now to kind of finish us out. So we're going to play. I'm going to pick a head-to-head card. I'm going to read it out to the audience. Movies where a building gets blown up. And I'm going to say a movie. I'm going to push the button. You're going to say a movie. Push the button until somebody can't answer anymore and it gets um, – are we do want to stick with that Let's one? Let's discard that. Okay. Discard. Oh, man. All, all I can think is Buffy, Buffy Season 7. Movies with planes. You good with that one? Okay. All right. Snakes on a plane. Damn it. Airplane. Ah, shit. Um, uh, flight plan. Red Eye. Ah. Um, uh, World War Z. Avengers. Really? Yes. Son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, oh, goodness. What is the movie with Chloe Grace Moretz that we just watched? <laughs> um, uh, movies of the Plane. This is really bad. I love movies. No. Oh, my I God. I got that one. I okay. got that one. Well, we'll play again at a different time. Um, okay. Well, this has been uh, the late show of Coffee and Tequila. We hope you guys have had a great uh, evening with us. Uh, stay tuned on Monday, and you were going to be doing the morning show. Yes, I think. Are we talking about what we're going to be talking about? We don't know what we're going to be talking about yet. I think we're going to cover uh, Tab Hunter Confidential, I his relationship I, with Anthony Perkins. I'm, I'm pretty excited for that one, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. we got to do our research. Okay, yeah. so we will see you guys on Monday. Hope you've had a great week, and you'll have a great weekend, and we will see you later. Farewell, gentle listeners. Oh, my goodness. <laughs>